Hey, Scooby Squad, welcome to Puppy Dog Tales, where we share amazing true stories about man's best friend. I'm Hannah. And I'm Annika. And today's story follows a gorilla named Ivan who started out trapped in a mall and ended up becoming a global ambassador for his species. We've got a grumble doggy today. Grumble doggies. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Um, Ugh, I'm on such like a gorilla kick. Yeah. I just, I'm obsessed with gorillas at the moment. But anyway. That's a good place to be. Cool. It is. Cool. They're great. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, happy, happy puppy picked me up Thursday. Yeah. Happy Thursday. Welcome back. <laughs> okay. We were just watching a TikTok video. Oh my god, it's so funny. so funny. So it was like if people acted like at the doctor, if they acted the same way that dogs act at the vet, it's just great. <laughs> like, like the girl like ran in and ran up to the counter and was like, "Hi." Yeah. <laughs> I need for my appointment. And then she was like getting on like the the weight thing the scale it's called a scale i know what things are and she was like acting like she was like being tortured or something she like kept like doing everything to avoid landing on it yeah if you have a dog (laughs) that does that then and then i think there was like one time she's just like sitting on the floor and she's just like Mm -hmm. i peed my pants (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my gosh so funny you should go find it it's great sadie can be a little bit like that at the vet oh yeah buffy too she gets very excited, and then when they have to do the parts where things go near her bum or in yeah. her bum, she gets very, she gets very nervous and makes a really funny face. Aww. You were there that one time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's so funny. I don't remember the TikToker to shout them out. It like came up on my We can find it, maybe, and post it in the show notes. Yeah. We'll figure it out. But yeah, it's great. It's funny. Yeah, it was so funny. I think that's all the business we have for today. I think so, TikTok. yeah. TikTok. <laughs> cool. So, before we get into our story today, which is about, you might have heard of him. It's about Ivan, the shopping mall gorilla. There was a movie made about him recently, so you might have heard him. Um, but before we get into his story, I wanted to give you guys some context and talk about western lowland gorillas in general so yeah i got you on some info with those guys um yeah. so ivan's a western lowland gorilla and they are critically endangered species mm-hmm. so and a, and a critically endangered species meets any of these criteria the population is reduced so across three generations or 10 years and we know know the cause of population decline population reduced by 80 percent or more Uh, the reduction could be across a geographic range like habitat like caused by habitat destruction or fragmentation or Mm -hmm. decline in area of occupancy and fragmentation is like if construction like breaks like if there's a road in between yeah yeah like a road's made through it or like Mm -hmm. some like trees in the middle yeah like if trees in the middle of a forest are knocked down it can fragment a habitat oh yeah so it could also be if the population size is reduced to less than 50 million Mm -hmm. or if the probability of extinction hits 50 percent yeah and that 
And that's really good to know, like, the criteria, because I don't think, you know, like, you hear the words endangered, critically mm-hmm. endangered, but it's good to know what that actually means in terms, like, what the criteria is to meet that, to have that status, so. Yeah. So, yeah, so these guys are from Western Africa, mainly the countries Cameroon, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, mm-hmm. Equatorial Guinea, or Gap. Gabon. They're actually slightly smaller than other species of gorilla. They have wider skulls. And they're like four to five and a half feet tall and 440 pounds. Yeah. That's wild. They're they're heavy, like heavy guys. They have a lot of muscle mass. A lot of muscle mass. It's really interesting, like, too, because they, they're vegetarians. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, or that's not the right word for it, herbivores. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> vegetarianism is a choice they don't have that choice they don't so they've declined about 60 percent in the last 20 years due to poaching disease um the ebola virus has hit them pretty hard apparently yeah i I was surprised by that too yeah Mm -hmm. and habitat loss if all threats to lowland gorillas removed it would take about 75 years for them to recover yeah oh my gosh that's a lot that is a lot So the World Wildlife Fund combats Ebola virus. They do research for it and have made a vaccine for gorillas. Just for gorillas. That's so cute. That's awesome. Yeah. Anti-poaching education and education about the dangers of eating bushmeat. Ecotourism. They're also doing that by promoting national parks as a sanctuary for gorillas and their habitats. Like the Campo Man Park national park in cameroon and sustainable development like logging fishing and mining development that are conscious of other species that share our planet mm-hmm. and because so, that's such a huge thing oh, especially yeah. in places like i know places in like africa and brazil like that's especially a big thing is the sustainable development oh yeah so we actually were at the zoo over spring break and got to talk to um, one of the I can't think I guess zookeepers yeah I don't know if he's like technically a keeper but yeah one of the information yeah, guys he were, he's definitely part of the, the education department yeah the zoo but he had like a little booth and he was at the polar bears and was talking mm-hmm. to us and um, yeah it was really cool talking to him yeah we had a really awesome conversation yeah and he told us about this software called Smart that is used around the world for conservation. And I'm pretty sure that NCZU founded it, created it. They're at least a founding member. I do. Yeah. I think that they, he, when we talked to him, it, it made me think that they were like involved in developing the software and creating yeah. the software. I didn't see online. It just said a founding member. So I don't oh, okay. know. If there's a distinction there, but yeah. Gotcha. So it allows park rangers to track what they see in the field and use it to gather data on animals' whereabouts, population numbers, and illegal activity in the parks, including poaching. So it quickly maps the data and allows enforcement agencies to respond quickly. Which is so cool. So cool. It's such a cool thing, and it's like... I, I mean, I haven't used it or anything, but it sounds fairly <laughs> easy to use. Like, they just record, like, oh, I found animal scat here or a footprint here. 
you know, like yeah. they just record what they see as they're doing their patrols around the park. Yeah, the the guy at the zoo said that um, there, like his boss was over in Africa, I think. At I think time. it was somewhere in Africa. Yeah, I can't remember where. He said the country. I can't yeah. remember. He said that they were over there educating people on how to use it, like literally, like last week. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. So. It makes enforcing poaching and animal safety laws easier to enforce. It in- has increased patrol efforts by 67% and already reduced hunting of gorillas by 71%. Which is incredible. Such a big number. That's huge. Oh my God. Yeah. So they're confident that will help improve populations of gorillas and help track gorillas health and diseases that might be a threat wow yeah they also so like like i said they train rangers across africa and asia and other places where poaching is a big problem and that's in like 95 countries Mm -hmm. it was huge in malaysia Mm -hmm. i was like i went online you can actually like find the map of where they are and like Mm -hmm. malaysia had like a ton wow yeah um yeah they it helps fund for similar technology and equipment in the areas also. I was going to add something. I can't remember from what our conversation was. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember right now. Other partners are Frankfurt Zoological Society. We've already said the NC Zoo, but those guys, the Wild Conservation Society, Zoological Society of London, and World Wildlife Fund. If you want to help gorillas out too, they're a pretty important species for most ecosystems. Oh, yeah. In. I don't know if they're a capstone or not, but they're they're up there mm-hmm. definitely could cause a, a ecosystem collapse if they if they go extinct yeah i'm pretty sure so they don't so you could donate to the world wildlife fund find a zoo that supports conservation and donate like buy a membership buy a souvenirs except etc zoos are state funded so just visiting supports conservation and that yeah because that was one of the things that he was saying was that you know like their funding comes from the state of north carolina and Right, so when people visit, that's how they use money from, like, donations and the memberships. They use that to fund conservation efforts. Yeah, that might be what I was thinking of, that, like... Okay, yeah. yeah that you can just... Just going to your your state's zoo. Can, yeah. Like, literally, he said, by coming here today, you guys are funding this. Like, yeah. So go to the zoo, guys. Go to the zoo. This is... Good for the world. This is your sign to go to the zoo. Yeah, It'll be fun. about it. You can eat Dippin' Dots and yeah. look at cute animals. And, know and that they're getting help. And lot. know that you're helping their their species in the wild as well. I get frustrated when, when people say that zoos are bad. Yeah. And I think it's probably probably because we're pretty lucky that we grew up around such a, such a great zoo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because the North Carolina Zoo, um, one of the things that he was saying, too, was that, like, our I call it our zoo. We're mem- both of us are members, yeah. so it's our zoo. Uh, <laughs> they they have this huge, what do you call it, enclosure for. I can't think of words right now. What is it okay. like? The antelopes, the the okay, gazelles, safari, yeah, um, grasslands, and the rhinos. And it's so big that there's some zoos. Like I think um, one of the zoos we're going to talk about today is Zoo Atlanta, and he said that that whole zoo could fit into that one enclosure in the North Carolina yeah. Zoo. If you if you can go to the North Carolina Zoo, oh yeah, then highly yeah, recommend go to the safari area in Africa. 
mm-hmm. the the grasslands. Yeah. yeah, that's what it. It's like forty acres. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so we are lucky to have a zoo that it was very ahead of its time in making sure that the enclosures are what the animals need and not just what's good for people visiting. Yeah. So and and also just remember that most animals that are put in zoos are there because there's something wrong where they can't live in the wild. Right. They um, wouldn't be able to survive in the wild yeah. anyway. Even yeah. if it's just because, you know, they were born in cap- ta- captivity. Mm-hmm. It probably wouldn't be safe for them right. yeah, to be out. Yeah. So. So yeah. go to the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, That's our zoo about, plug. All right. Talk about Ivan. Yes. Yeah, so let's get into Ivan's story. I have been obsessed with Ivan's story since college. One of the, when I was studying elementary education, like we talked about, that was the first time I was introduced to Ivan's story. And I have read it to almost every class that I've taught. I mean, you got me to read it. It's so good. You're the only reason I know about Ivan. <laughs> it. Oh my gosh, it's such a good book. So anyway, so The One and Only Ivan is the book that I'm talking about. It's by Katherine Applegate. She's incredible. It's such a sweet book. I, oh, I love it. I could rave for forever about how much I love this book. So Katherine Applegate, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted to talk to you. Oh, and then there's also a movie by Disney that was based on the book so the one and only ivan it's got brian cranston Mm -hmm. as mac i can't remember who some of the other actors are that's the the big one but yeah and it does a pretty good job and we'll get into that i think we'll get into that a little more later but i wanted to kind of get into his actual story because obviously the one and only ivan was inspired by his story but it's not you know she made it a little more interesting for for kids and it's mm-hmm. told from Ivan's point of view so there's some differences and so a lot of my information also comes from Zoo Atlanta and we'll get into them a little bit later too so but yeah so let's see all right so Ivan grew up living in the wild in the Democratic Republic of Congo he and a female infant gorilla were captured and sold at market by wildlife traders. Mm. And he was purchased for only $7,500. Oh my God. I know. Like that is. What? Yeah. Which, in fairness, I did look up like what the conversion would be to today. So today that would be like 10 times as much. That still um, seems low to me. But it still feels low. Yeah. So today yeah. it would be seven seventy-five thousand eight hundred so he was purchased by the b and i department store in wacoma washington which is a shopping mall and it's a little bit different than like shopping malls what we would think about today Mm -hmm. it was like an antique store we will get more into it later oh yeah okay but yeah so this is in tacoma washington um they had a contest to name the male and female gorilla and they wanted to name them after the initials of the department store, B&I. So mm-hmm. the winning names were Burma for the female and Ivan for the male. 
Wow. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why they're named. That's why I haven't got his name. Is I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Burma passed away Aww. shortly after coming to the U.S. And I couldn't find out very much information about that. Of oh, like, I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't find any information about why she passed away. Like... I yeah could have just been too much for her. well and in the book that's kind of what it sounds like so mm. in the book yeah. Ivan talks about his sister passing away in the book her name is Tag that's okay yeah that's right he yeah tag. he calls her Tag but right she was named by human she was named Burma and he in the book he just describes it as she just couldn't let go of Aww. the wild mm-hmm. and so she passed away it's crazy. My my parents actually lived pretty close yeah. to Tacoma, Washington at the time Ivan was there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. If, I can't remember if I asked my mom if they ever saw him there. Yeah, you should look, you should I find that ask. out. Yeah. So Ivan then became a household pet for about 5 years. Whew. Yeah, so he was just living um yeah, living with people, just living as a pet. Yeah. Two cats and a dog is already kind of a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have one dog and it's already a little bit a lot. A so. gorilla? I can, yeah. That's yeah. So intimidating. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So he, af- after about five years, he was becoming too strong, too rambunctious, which again, I mean, these guys get up to, this is a male gorilla. They get up to 400 something pounds. Like mm-hmm. that's, yeah. Of muscle. Of muscle, right. So, of course, he's getting to be too strong, too rambunctious, too big. And in the book, it it talks about him playing with a chocolate cake like it's mud, smearing it all over the house, talking about him hanging from light fixtures. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, (laughs) which, again, the book is a work of fiction, but, like, I imagine that that's that's definitely possible. Absolutely. For these guys. So then after five years, Ivan was moved into the B&I enclosure where he would stay there for 30 years. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. How do you, oh. Ugh. I know. I have so many feelings about that. I, I do, just, too. And I always, I, I, so I read the book at the end of the year. So we just started reading it this oh. week. And that was one of the things that I talked to them about was I was like, guys, I want you to imagine, like, that's that's about my lifetime like Mm -hmm. imagine spending your entire life in one room and not going outside with like no light yeah so anyway yeah he would stay in the enclosure for 30 years so this was at the bni circus store it used animals and hold on what Okay, sorry. So this was at the BNI Circus Store, and it used animals and stunts as a promotional opportunity. Mm. So, in addition to oh God. <laughs> Ivan, they had other animals there as well. So they had purchased an elephant named Sammy in 1953. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. They had two African chimpanzees named Kathy and Murphy, which chimpanzees are a lot. Like, even, because yeah. gorillas are actually pretty, pretty darn gentle. 
yeah like the like the zoo instructor i was thinking that yeah he was like i'd rather go face to face in the wild with a gorilla than a chimp because chimps are so unpredictable yeah and like and gorillas are pretty like they're pretty easy to read actually yeah i think i think everyone's heard or most people have heard of like the the chimpanzee that that like literally like ripped, ripped human face, face off. off. Yeah, like, I know it's. We it's are not going to get into that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's where we're going to end with that. But yep, it's. Yeah. Mm. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. So oh right. God. So I'm like, it's crazy to me that they had chimpanzees there. They also had penguins, squirrels, jaguars. Apparently, they had a tortoise. Oh my god. Yeah. At one point, they had an African lion. Wait a second, jaguars. Jaguars terrifying. and an African lion. Have you seen a jaguar? I don't know that I have, I mean, like, face, in face real life. Anything, but I mean, like, I don't think... I mean, there's not a jaguar at the zoo. I don't know no. that I've seen a jaguar. Their heads are humongous. Yeah, they are. And they live in the... Tr- they like to hang out in trees. Yeah. That's terrifying. And they li- yeah, they like to play, like, the stealth game. Yeah. yeah. They like to... Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I'm just thinking about the jungle book. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And then they also had mockingbirds. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, I know, some of those are cool, but, like, yeah, the jaguars and the African lion, I'm like, that's a lot in a department store. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so my kids always get shocked by this part because there were zero opportunities for him to go outside. Wow. It was a fairly small enclosure. And so I say fairly small because to us it sounds fine, but we're also not 440-pound gorilla. So the movie depicts a f- pretty decent enclosure with big windows, lots of things to climb on. The mm-hmm. actual en- enclosure was smaller than what it appears to be in the movie. Yeah. There was a mural of a forest and a fake waterfall. Um, and there were a couple poles for him to climb on. His so actually, I know. His enclosure was 40 by 27. Sorry, I burped. <clears throat> You're good. His enclosure was 40 by 27 square feet, um, which for context, because like numbers mean nothing to me. So <laughs> for context, that's about the size of like two two car garages. Or about the size of a basketball court. We said it was the same as like 100 square meters. Yeah, so it would be the equivalent of 100 square meters, which most guerrilla troops occupy a space of about 300 to 400 square kilometers. So this is like really like, what, like 3,000 times smaller. Yeah, than what a wild gorilla would yeah. be used to. Because and he meters, is. Yeah, meters to kilometers. Yeah. A huge difference. Huge. And he was a live, like a wild gorilla. He yeah. was not born in captivity. Oh, my God. Right? So he's, yeah. So this is not, not a good for him. Makes a lot of sense why, like, it's so sad, but it makes a lot of sense why his sister didn't make it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's a huge shock. It's incredible amazing that ivan even made Mm -hmm. made it to to them all oh i know yeah well and this is something i don't think i wrote this down but so i mean he's basically in solitary confinement at this point he is completely by himself there's no other gorillas which 
when you understanding gorillas, they live in family groups called troops. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so a gorilla family group, you'd have the silverback. Yeah. Um and their name, which is the male, the adult male, they're named that because when they get older, the fur on their back gets gray, and in the sun it looks silver, which I love. I just think it it's so cute. It makes them sound it's so. so di- it's so distinguished. Yeah, that's so it's a distinguished it term. Mm-hmm. So you'll have the silverback, and then it, normally it'll be a couple of adult females. I think most troops are like you know two to four ish females and then of course the young babies the juveniles so they're used to living in a family they're used to being in a group they are not solitary creatures at all most great apes aren't no like right any great apes are no i can't Yeah. yeah so being completely alone for 30 years i mean that is that's that's hard i mean that is nuts and I love, one of the things I love about The One and Only Ivan is it, the book is that it talks about that a lot and it makes mm-hmm. that a real struggle for him. They point out the struggle of like, you know, he is designed, male silverbacks are designed to protect their troop. That's their whole mm-hmm. job. And yeah, he talks about it a lot in his little narrative. Yeah. And he has no one to protect. Yeah. He can't do his job because he's alone. But so anyways, he became a star attraction for the mall with thousands of fans coming to see Ivan. And at the time, they didn't realize how bad his environment was for his physical, social, behavioral needs. Which, again, we talked about gorillas. They live in packs. They live in Mm -hmm. family groups. There's a clear social hierarchy. Oh, yeah. They need lots of space to roam. And they... They enjoy having places where they get to climb up high. They build nests up in trees. Mm-hmm. So people at the time, yeah, they did not realize how bad his environment was for him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so kind of towards like the 1980s and 90s, people were starting to learn more about what animals need and understand okay. more about What's good for animals? So treating and treating things that don't yeah. have the same stream of consciousness consciousness as we do with respect. Right, okay. treating them, treating animals with respect yeah. and giving them what they need to not just survive but to thrive mm-hmm. and to be happy. So in 1992, the BNI started losing money and it was actually becoming bankrupt. Oh wow! I see um, where I was born. Yeah, people started realizing you know as people are realizing what animals need to thrive be happy mm-hmm. they began to protest ivan's conditions Thank goodness, yeah honestly. they i know finally <laughs> they were not and i think that's one of the reasons why the bni started losing money was because people mm-hmm. were coming to visit these animals and they're realizing like this isn't good like yeah. This is right. This is cruel to these animals. So people began to protest Ivan's conditions. They stopped coming. They Yeah, and there was actually a wildlife group called Paws. Okay. They actually filed a violation of wow. 
of the Endangered Species Act on Ivan's That's behalf. Because people, people that do this to animals make me so mad. Like, yeah. It's because it's not like people will say it's out of love, but it's it's in my at least in my opinion, it's just out of selfishness. Like, yeah, because it's not right. You're not loving the animal in a way that it needs to to be loved. Like it's not dogs. Yeah, dogs like love to cuddle and be pet. I mean, most of them, you know, they want to sleep on the couch with you. They're. They're a good size where they can fit in your house. Like yeah, grumble doggies need grumble doggies are room. not the same, no. right? They need different things in order to be happy. So yeah, so a yeah, so they filed the violation of the Endangered Species Act, and mm-hmm. I'm going to stop there, and yeah. we will have to continue this in a part two to see what happens. Ivan. Just kidding. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so come back next Thursday and I'll tell you more about what what happens to Ivan because I promise the story does have a a fairly happy ending. Yeah. It totally does. It does. Although bring the tissues. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was about to say. You might not want to listen to it in the car. Um, <laughs> might want to wait till you're like home or like if you work from home it might, might be okay <laughs> but yeah I your jerker. I will need I will probably need the tissues I when I read this to my students and, and again I've read this like she's read it so many times at least 10 times at this point and I think that's a pretty conservative number I've cried literally every time I read it so <laughs> I am not a crier except for apparently with Lassie but it'll, it'll make and Patron, yeah, and Patron. I did cry at, uh, with at Patron's story a little bit, but yeah. not as much as last. Not as much as last. I had yeah. to cut out a bunch of. I had to cut out a bunch of weird pauses. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, arbitrary rating for Ivan. Let's go. All right. So in the book, I don't know if this is true to real life Ivan or not, but in the book, he loves yogurt raisins. Oh yeah. So I would buy him like a whole pack. Of yogurt raisins. Oh, oh my gosh. Raisins. When I watch I it. I want to give them. Hold on. When I watch this with my kids, because we always like, we read the book and then we watch the movie. When I watch it with them, we totally, I totally need to like have yogurt raisins for them yeah. since that's his favorite in the that's book. So cute. Yeah. All right. What are you giving Ivan? I am giving him 10 blank canvases, each with their own set of paints. Hmm. Yes, because I'll tell you guys, you got to come back next Thursday. Ivan loves, Ivan loves to paint. So, all right. So you can find us on Instagram. Make sure to follow us at Puppy Dog Tails Pod. You did it. (laughs) I I give myself three Kit Kat bars. I don't like Kit Kats. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It was the first thing that came to mind, probably because my cat just walked by. <laughs> okay. Those bueno, those, those bueno candy bars. That's my okay. arbitrary rating for me. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So follow us on Instagram at Puppy Dog Tales Pod. Yeah. And Facebook. Yep. And Facebook. You can also email us your own story at puppydogtailspod at gmail.com. I'm so proud of you. I'm awesome. Uh, And then we'll also put um, a link down in the show notes if you want to donate to the World Wildlife 
World Wildlife Fund, or if you want to donate to a zoo like the North Carolina Zoo that That's, helps fund conservation. The North Carolina Zoo is great. Oh, also, it's fantastic. But look up your local zoo, too. Yeah. Because it's cool to help your area. The Georgia <laughs> Aquarium rocks, too. Yes. Love it. I want to go back. All right. All right we should so wrap up. Keep calm and wag, wag on. on.